0: Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: Apologies to the Bird and Cardinal communities. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app on this Football Monday. Hello. We have had so much that we have gotten through, and so much more to get through, including some Monday Night Football tonight. In a Monday Night Football preview. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, friends. We have got the Chiefs and the Raiders tonight. Look, I don't look at the Raiders and think that's a bad football team. Mm. Yet, I can see them at 1-4, and and I can see them going a little bit deeper into the hole. And that just speaks to being unable to get over the hump in some of these games. And I look at the Raiders and what they have remaining. You've got the Chiefs, but then you've got the Texans, you've got the Saints, you've got Jacksonville, you've got Indianapolis and Denver. You've got a chance to maybe do some more damage here and get it turned around when they're only a minus four in terms of point differential. The problem is, Chris, one and four is an awfully big hole to dig out of when you are in a very tough division i know you don't think it's as tough as i do anymore mm-hmm. because of how the broncos have played but i still think it's a very tough division and i still think it might be the best division in all of football even though we have what's going on in the nfc east right now tonight this just screams of a classic mahomes game and i understand that sometimes the raiders jump up and kind of bite the chiefs in the in the butt so to speak they do I don't think that's tonight. That's not going to happen tonight? The problem for me is the secondary of the Raiders. You know, the pass rush for the Raiders has not exactly covered up for the problems on the back end. And I think that's the part that's a bit of a surprise with the Raiders this year because we were expecting that that pass
2: rush with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones would have a lot more punch than what they've shown so far this season. Unfortunately, it hasn't been that, and we know that rushing coverage always works together, Carlin. That's a problem, yeah. especially when you're going up against Pat Mahomes and this Chiefs offense through the first four weeks of the season. They have the highest EPA of any offense in football. Like, this is an explosive outfit, and all of a sudden, they can actually run the football now too, Carlin. That's what? not something that anybody anticipated from the Kansas no. City Chiefs offense, but with that big physical offensive line and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and your guy Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers, they found an identity in being able to run the ball. And here's the great part about it. They got some big receivers, Carlin, that double as big-time blockers on the perimeter in the run game. That's how you get those explosive runs. You got to have your receivers and tight ends involved in blocking in the run game. They got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a big-body guy. They got Justin Watson, who's a big-body guy. They got Marquez valdez Scantling, who's a big-body guy. And all of them get involved in blocking in the run game. So when you give Pat Mahomes that kind of balance on the offensive side of the ball – that's when he has the opportunity to be surgical. And against this Raiders defense, I have a feeling that they're going to light up that scoreboard early and often.
1: Well, the Raiders this year are giving up 25 points a game and 254 yards a game through the air. (laughs) Those numbers are not great. No. They're not dead last in the league. No. But they're bottom third. They're bottom third. They're not good. And you can look at the Raiders' rushing defense – and say it's actually been decent, but really has it? When you're trying to score as much as they are to keep up, you're throwing the ball a lot more. Or you're you're not. I'm sorry. Back up a second. The Raiders rushing the football yeah. have not exactly uh, done a ton there, but because your defense is giving up the amount of points that it is, mm-hmm. you're not trying to run the football nearly as much. So yeah. I think that's a little misleading. Chris, I I have very little faith in the Raiders being able to get it done in this situation, in, in Kansas City on a Monday night.
2: Well, yeah, but we've seen the Raiders go into Kansas City and win when a lot of teams in that division haven't been able to have success. Like, they've actually won in Arrowhead in the Mahomes-Andy Reid era of Chiefs football. They so, have. So I would say the path to victory for the Raiders, it has to be that pass rush, stepping up and being able to generate a couple of turnovers. And then I would say their offense being able to sustain drives. And I don't think they're going to be able to do it through the running game, Carl. I think they're going to have to use the short passing game as an extension of the run game, but their offense has to stay on the field and control time of possession. That's their formula for success for a win against the Kansas city chiefs. And they're going to have to have a big play in special teams. I don't know if it's a block kick or a punt return or a kickoff return, but they're going to have to win that third phase of the game in order to have a chance to beat this chiefs team. Because it feels like Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid are on a revenge tour right now.
1: Yeah, it does. I I, I can't sit here and tell you that they have a great chance to stop Pat Mahomes. Well, they might not have a chance to stop him, but if they can keep him off the field, I think that has to be the win
2: for the Las Vegas Raiders. And here's the thing. I was talking about how good the Chiefs offense is. The Raiders offense is top 10 in offensive EPA, too. Their offense can 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 score some points too. And they've got a lot of weapons. You've got Hunter Renfro, you've got Darren Waller, you've got Devontae Adams. They have Josh Jacobs. They got some playmakers on this team. So those guys are going to have to step up and play above the X's and O's that Josh McDaniels dials up if they're going to have a chance in hell at being able to beat the Chiefs in primetime.
1: I'm looking at Derek Carr tonight, and you should be able to throw the ball on the Chiefs. You should be able to. Why don't I? The, why? Chief, the Chiefs can rush the quarterback. Though. Yeah, that's, that's it, the that's thing. That's part of it. That's a huge part of it, it though, Carly. You is. can't gloss over it. They got 11 sacks on the season. They're six in sack margin differential. They're yeah, sixth. I know. And my, my point is that when you can do that with, with Carr in particular, I feel like he should be able to go out there and chuck it around the lot. And but the it's not like the pass rush. I know what you're saying in the sack differential. Mm-hmm. It's not like I look at them and think they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They did a nice job in the game against the Chargers a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. Am I wrong to to underestimate them? Rushing you the are, passer. You are. You are. Who am I overlooking? You're, you're overlooking.
2: Well, first of all, you're overlooking Steve Spagnola. Yeah. Because he's the one that's going to be dialing up. Remember, blitzes, listen, yeah. LeJaria Sneed almost knocked Tom Brady out of the game when they played the Bucks in primetime last
1: week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we were wondering so if Tom Chiefs, Brady going to come back in. Okay, listen, I know a good Dolo is. So yeah. with the Chiefs, so you got it's George not even Car- necessarily about talent. It's about who they But they got pass. talent,
2: too. They got George Karloftis. They got Frank Clark. They got Nick Bolton coming from the second level. They got talent. They got guys. Yeah. But, but Steve Spagnolo does a great job of mixing and matching and not always blitzing, Carlin, but bringing simulated pressures, right? So bringing four off a side but dropping the defensive end in his own coverage, a scheme that he became known for when he was the D.C. for the New York Giants. Like, those are some of the things that he can do to throw Derek Carr off his square. But if you're Josh McDaniels, you're depending on Derek Carr being a veteran and seeing a lot of football to have answers to those schemes in real time and be able to make the right plays in order to give your your offense a chance to exploit some of the things that Steve Spagnuolo is trying to do. So it's going to be a chess match, but ultimately it's going to come down to Devontae Adams and Derek Carr making something special happen and then all you know every now and again going to Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. That's what's going to have to win this game for the Raiders. That's what's going to have to save it not only from the offensive side of the ball but the defensive side of the ball, too. Because I don't have confidence that this defense can hold up if you're talking about Pat Mahomes and that Chiefs offense holding
1: the ball for 30-plus minutes. The problem for me is if you're the Raiders and you want to try to play keep away, I know that the Chiefs right now are the best run defense in the league, but that feels deceiving to me. Yeah. That feels like... Because your offense is lighting it up. Yes, and teams have to throw it to try to keep up with you. Yeah, So... Is it even remotely possible that the Raiders could play keep away tonight? They can. I absolutely think they can. What What's a reasonable number in time of possession for the Raiders tonight if things went well? I would say if the Raiders hold the ball for 34 minutes or more, they're going to win this game. You think? They, what are the chances they can actually do
2: that? Well, it's easier said than done, man. I mean, because Spags is going to be aggressive with blitzes and trying to create negative plays, and then all of a sudden you get behind the sticks, second and long, third and long. And they're going to continue to light you up. So, uh, this is this is going to be an aggressive, aggressively called game on both sides of the ball by both teams, Carlin. This yeah. is going to be a fascinating game. There's going to be a lot of highlights from this game. I don't know
1: what it this is. This ain't going to be like watching Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens last night. It ain't going to be that. Of course, you can hear it in... in- how I've talked about it this segment. Like, I look at this game, and it's one of those games where I am trying to find the way for the Raiders to win the game. I'm giving it to you. I know you are. I don't know that they're capable of doing it tonight. I don't know. I don't think they're a bad team. I still think they're a good team. But I, I believe in the Chiefs that much through what we've seen in the first four weeks of the year. That's all. I
2: understand where you're coming from, and I'm with you. And there's a lot of reason for us to believe in But I'm not giving the the other path enough consideration. No, you're not. You're not. And that other team, they got some dudes too. They got arguably the best wide receiver in football. I know that the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller ain't far behind him. And Hunter Renfro might be the best slot receiver in football. So uh, all I'm simply saying is get them dudes some credit. They ain't put it all together yet. But playing against a division rival in prime time might just be – The kick in the pants that this Raiders outfits needs to get back on track and get to where we thought they could be this season.
1: This Monday Night Football preview has been brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I at least want to see the Raiders chuck it all over the lot tonight. Why? Well, you'll probably find that out in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's right, because the primetime parlay is on the way. The Triple P, baby. The money gun is in the studio. It's in there. Man, I don't know. We, if had, we hadn't fired it off. It's like wow. been a few days. It's been a few days yeah. since my money gun has gone off. Yeah. So, you know, maybe. We like what we got tonight. I love what oh, we got tonight. We like love what it. we oh, got We love tonight. it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Matlack. <laughs> I, I can tell Matlack anything. <laughs> anything. Matlack. I love heads tonight right, on the coin All right, let's do it. Heads. Let's go. Heads. Let's do it. Going to break. Oh,
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: So that happened late this morning. No big shock to anybody involved or anybody paying attention. Matt Rule came into the season very much on the hot seat, but boy, he did it right. David Tepper was waiting in his driveway when he was coming back from vacation uh, a few years ago to come and try to get him to leave Waco, Texas to go and coach the Carolina Panthers and give him a seven-year, $62 million contract. <laughs> and he doesn't oh. even make it uh, a little bit past the quarter poll in the third year. And he is gone, and they still owe him $40 million more. Now, there could be an offset, in terms of that money if he takes another job. But still, it is interesting that Matt Rule was the first one to go when we all expected it, but there are others who may not be all that far behind. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. First of all, I do want to hear what this exchange was between David Tepper and a reporter earlier. Tepper, of course, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and... uh You've got uh, this reporter. Evan, what was the reporter's name? He was a a columnist down there. Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler for the Charlotte Observer. Mm -hmm. Here is this exchange between the Panthers owner and Scott Fowler.
0: Dave, this is just a timeline question, but did you wake up this morning and decide to do this? Did you know last night? I just wonder what your own decision process was here. (laughs)
1: Scott, I read your column, okay? You know better, okay? every Every day, every, you know, this is an everyday thinking about things, how we can be better, what should, should we do, when is the right time, when it's not the right time. And I said there's numerous factors that go into it. I answered that question before. You know, you, there's a tipping point that gets reached. It just so happened we got to the tipping point. And I think you understand that, you know, I... I, I do, but
0: you're, you're saying you're not very specific on what...
1: Reasons were other than you
0: didn't win. I mean, was there was there something I'm missing? Other than that, you're these 11. And you want me to read? You want,
1: I can actually. You know, I, I shouldn't say that, but I actually read your columns, and I can go back to your columns and regurgitate them. So you can read your own columns, okay? For that answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: you've already outlined it, Scott. What do
2: you need me to say it again for? Exactly. Yeah, you've already told us all the reasons why we should move on from that rule and why this is long overdue, so why are you so surprised? Obviously, this is a sensitive time for the owner because he took a huge swing. This is his first foray as the majority owner. He was once upon a time a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but this is the first time where he's had an opportunity to set the culture with his own team, and, Carlin, he missed And Mm -hmm. so there's a sensitivity there. And I'm not saying we should feel sorry for a billionaire, but I get why he's being chippy with that, having to fire a coach that he hired,
1: what, less than three years ago? And he owes over $40 million, too. Can you imagine for a second? The Giants, you'll remember, very much wanted in on Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. And that's why Tepper... Jets, too. The Jets wanted in on him, too. Yep. And that's why Tepper flew down to meet with him and try to get him to go there before they could even... Interview him, Yeah, how would it be if either of those two teams, where they are right now, had ended up? The Giants ended up hiring Joe Judge at the time, so they probably would be in the same situation. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. Would it be any say. better if it was Matt Rule than Joe Judge? Matt Rule might still be the coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't anyway. know. Yeah,
2: I, I think I think so, everybody I think everybody in the New York area is set where they're at right now, head coach wise.
1: All right. So Canty, who's next?
2: Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, I mean, after after you lose a game the way that we saw the commanders lose yesterday, you got the ball inside of the five with less than 45 seconds to go, and you can't find a way to punch it in and to make it worse, your quarterback throws a pick to the underneath linebacker? How is that even possible, Carlin? On the season, Carson Wentz has six interceptions. Four of them are in the fourth quarter. At some point, you got to stop throwing the ball to the other team. But like we always say, Wentz is going to wince, And I remember coming into this year, Ron Rivera said, you know what, my quarterback has a bad rap. People have been unfair to Carson Wentz with the narratives. I wonder if he still feels the same way now about people being unfair with Wentz in these narratives.
1: Well, just listen to what he said earlier. Following up on John's question about the the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think
0: the teams in the division are farther ahead
1: at this
3: point quarterback
1: i mean with- let's just stop it there he would go on to say you know wentz just got here carson wentz is in his seventh year that's the thing it doesn't matter that he just got to washington
2: yeah that's the thing when we start talking about the eagles or the giants yeah they've had years to build around developing quarterbacks carson wentz doesn't fall under that umbrella he's developed and he is who he is Bill Parcells used to say this. I give a guy three years to show me who he is, and then I'll make a determination. Well, Carson Wentz has had twice that amount of time. Yeah. We know who Carson Wentz is. He's a guy that's going to make these kind of mistakes at inopportune times that cost your team an opportunity to win games. That's what he does. We saw it last year with the Colts. At the end of the season, they needed a win to get into the playoffs, Carlin. They blew it at home to the Raiders, and then he went up and stunk up the joint against the Colts. And that was enough for Jim Irsay to say – we're moving off of him, and we don't know who the hell our next quarterback is going to be. But it's but not going to be him. It's not going to be him. And, yeah. and, and, it, and it's shaping up to be the same situation in Washington with the one-and-done scenario for Wentz. I, I think Brandon Staley's the next guy. I, I you honestly You think he's do. the next
1: guy? And you know why? You think he gets fired before Rivera? I think he might. Oh, wow. wow. I think he might. He did it again yesterday. Chris, yeah, I know the was injuries that they had. Yesterday was bad. But he did it again yesterday. And if I'm... Look, the Spanos family has their own issues right now. Yep. But if I'm the Chargers, look at everything we have. We should be winning right now. We should be champ- winning right now. This is your championship now. window before you have to pay Herbert. Yes. This
2: is it. And you're this not getting This is why you there. paid J.C. Jackson. This is why you went and traded for Khalil Mack. This is your championship window. And this does not feel like a championship team. All right, 10 seconds
1: each. Nathaniel Hackett, yep. any shot? No, he's not going to survive this year. No, but I mean during the year that he gets fired. Yes. There is a chance. Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. Dan Campbell. Possible. And I don't wow. want to say that about my guy, but it's possible. They let go That of was the, a bad one they yesterday. Let, they
2: let go of the rope yesterday. 29 nothing. At least we could say the Lions fighting games. They didn't fight
1: yesterday. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Well, earlier we had the top five things that we saw yesterday. That means there must be a bottom five. Hello. And trust me. Trust me. It was hard to really whittle down this list, but we did, and it's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
3: To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
0: Did you miss Canty and
1: Carlin? We always have a top five on Monday. The best things that we saw this weekend, that was Canty earlier today, so Mr. Positivity, that's me. I get to chime in with the bottom five. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's do it. Here's Carlin with the bottom five. Let's go right to it, Number five. Number five is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are a bad, bad, (laughs) bad football team. Awful. Chris, I flipped on the game at the very beginning yesterday. And I watched them on third down from Buffalo's own two give up a ninety-eight yard touchdown to Gabe Davis. Yeah. And then they fumbled the ensuing kickoff. And I don't believe they lost it. But they didn't the point lose was it. Yeah. it was it was going off the rails pretty quick yesterday. Yeah. And they got absolutely embarrassed. I I hate to say it. I told you at the beginning of the year this is a bad team. And it was not a team that was going to win six games, six, seven games and here we are. They're 1-4, and, and yes, they have been 1-4 twice before under Mike Tomlin, and they have finished 8-8 eight and eight or better. It's not happening again.
2: Carlin, I just wish I could go back to that first third down of the game and ask Trey Norwood not to try to jump that slant route by Gabe Davis. It'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Trey Norwood, yesterday's game, sleeper cell. I mean, he, he's, he's cashing checks for the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday because he wasn't playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Like, it was just that bad. It's unfortunate that you're talking about a franchise – that usually has a bank full of pride,
1: had such an uninspiring performance. Uninspiring is a good way to put it. Number four. Number four, the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. Now, obviously, they fired him earlier today. But it is still one of the most mind-blowing and kind of underrated stats that I have seen this season. The Carolina Panthers have lost 25 games in a row where their opponent scored 17 points. Think about that. 25 in a row where the opponent scored 17 points. Not 30. 17. Panthers so just... So 17, 17 or less? No, where they have scored... Where the opponent has scored 17 or more. 17 or more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Think about that for a second. That is mind-blowing how bad that is. And so the Panthers have not been able to figure anything out offensively. Matt Rule's an offensive guy. And we all knew that this was likely at some point. I feel for him, but he's getting paid. He'll be fine. He'll probably get a big-time college job. Boy, the Panthers are just awful. And they are they really need to sell, things, sell off what they do have here. They've got a couple of young pieces like J.C. Horn, and they've got Brian Burns locked up. Yeah. But other than that, they need to really consider selling off, and that includes DJ Moore. Number three. Oh, my God. Did you see Kyler Murray's suit before the game yesterday? Oh, my
2: gosh. It lime was Green.
1: Russell Westbrook can't pull off Lime Green, Kyler.
2: Listen, the only thing that he was missing was the pearls, and he could have been crossing for the AKAs. <laughs> he could have been on their coming out line. I, I don't not... know what Kyler Murray was thinking about in wearing that outfit, but you can't show up to the game like that and have that kind of bonehead gaff at the end of the game. Look,
1: that's the thing. When I saw the suit, I should have known to bet the house on the Eagles. Of course, they didn't cover Who, who, it would have gone who sent
2: off. you the suit, though? Who, huh? sa- who sent you the DM of the suit? You did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, yeah. I saw it. I spotted it No, you spotted it immediately, <laughs> immediately and said, look at this. <laughs> this, this ain't good. This ain't good.
1: Unfortunately, it wasn't Eagles by a billion, but Kyler <laughs> did make sure that the Eagles won the game. With, no doubt. Uh, the end of the game where he started to slide, didn't realize that, when you're a quarterback and you slide, the down position is not where the ball is; it's where you start to slide. So he was short of the first down. It's third down. He gets up there and clocks it, and then after the game, he blames it on everybody else. And then Amendola, who I, I, I'll be honest, I felt terrible for Amendola. Yeah. Did you see Justin Pugh come out and really try to defend him post game? I don't know Just, why he did that. Yeah.
2: I mean, Justin he, Pugh has got his problems of
1: his own. He does, <laughs> and I, I don't know why he did either. But I felt bad for Amendola nonetheless. Uh, you'd expect him I haven't even seen today but I'd expect that he'd get cut today oh no doubt um but nonetheless Kyler dear God go shopping yeah honestly that was a bad
0: one. number two
1: it's Brandon Staley and I bring it back up because it's 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 just a continuing trend that he rolls the dice in these situations and I know that Mia uh, that Mina earlier brought up the fact well we only talk about it when things don't work the problem is we talk about it a lot don't we Mm-hmm. Things don't work out a lot when Brandon Staley is rolling the dice like he did yesterday on a fourth and two-ish. Yeah. At the end of the game with a minute and 15 left with a chance to put it away. He could have just punted and trusted his defense. But no, I trusted my defense enough to not give up 30 yards if we don't get the first down. No.
2: no, Yeah, no, no, I, no, I go no.
1: back to week 18 of
2: last year when he made a decision to go for it. In their own territory. 25. And he, and, and he got stopped, and then the Raiders settled, and they got a field goal out of it, and the Chargers ultimately ended up losing by a field goal, not getting in the playoffs. All I'm simply saying is this. When you're judging Brandon Staley's decisions, don't think about the results. Think about the merit in which he makes the decision, and yesterday it just didn't match up. And that's why I don't know that Brandon Staley is going to make it through this season as their head coach.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's next. Yeah. I think he's next. I think he's even before Ron Rivera. By the way, Daniel Snyder shouldn't be allowed to fire Ron Rivera. That yeah. situation gets, should get straightened out first. Number one. And finally, number one is that roughing the passer call against uh, Grady Jarrett of the Falcons. There may I don't want to be subject to hyperbole. It is the worst call in the history of professional football. And that's saying something. And the reason is, it was an overreaction to everything that has happened with the Tua Tonga-Vailoa situation. And I get it. There was some wording that was changed. Ataxia is a word now that is involved uh, when it comes to all the concussion protocol stuff. But the bottom line is, he twisted Tom Brady to the ground for a sack and gets called for roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness, whatever it was. It was as bad. Bad as could be. The worst call I've ever seen.
2: Carlin, I think this is one of those calls that needs to be opened up for review. You should be able to review a subjective call like Ruffin the Passer because I don't know how else Grady Jarrett gets Tom Brady on the ground. And if you don't want the defenders tackling the quarterbacks to the ground, then just go ahead and put flags on them. But if you're going to throw blow these kind of whistles, throw these kind of flags, the
1: knee should be opened up for review. Chris, you know what they should do. It and I know people don't love it, but the targeting in college football, absolutely, they should do it like that. If you absolutely. throw the flag, like it doesn't matter if you throw the flag or not. You can actually buzz down and take a look at it. Yeah, you can pick it up, or yeah. you can throw one when there wasn't. Yeah, one. especially when it can potentially decide the outcome
2: of a game, like it did yesterday.
1: They should bottom five, and there was a lot of other things. No, I no, pick. no, Aaron Rodgers. He's honorable mention this week. Okay, I, I just. I, I I can't with Aaron Rodgers. I do have to say. and But I texted, we have
2: to with Aaron Rodgers because it is Aaron Rodgers.
1: I know. I know. And he's complaining about what Jair Alexander is saying. I do you have to say. know what he's say. not saying?
2: R-E-L-A-X. Exactly. He ain't, he ain't saying he knows that.
1: It. He ain't saying that. He knows it. I'll tell you one thing. I am enjoying seeing Aaron Rodgers annoyed during these games. <laughs> like that, Kim. I'm all about that, Kim. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. By combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more—all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I want to man that camera. <laughs> you keep your camera right in on the face of Aaron Rodgers, and when he gets annoyed, you let us know. Biggest story from college football, and oh, by the way, prime time parlay on the way. Only if you're interested in making money. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: did you miss canty and carlin
1: so jordan Poole, you uh, admittedly i have not seen it yet yes you have seen it i have seen it please enlighten Listen. me as to the jordan Poole move this weekend okay so
2: kevin Durant is not the biggest fan of the golden state warriors correct Correct. All right. So anytime KD has anything positive to say about the Golden State Warriors, we should probably pay attention to it, right? Right. Okay. So Jordan Poole decides when they're playing in their preseason game against the Lakers to bring it down the court off the wing, behind the back dribble, cross back over to his right hand, and then just go behind his back, stop, and have a little six-foot oh. bunny in the oh, lane. Oh, I just watched Yeah, it. exactly. Oh, my and, goodness. And Kevin Durant responds on social media and says – who thinks to do that? This man is cold-blooded. <laughs> that, that's
1: like Jerry West, what he yeah, just it, did right a there. Video, it's
2: a video game is what it is. It's yeah. NBA 2K. And so anytime Kevin Durant comes out and says something about another player, you, you have to respect what Kevin Durant's you know basketball acumen is telling him about how special a guy is. And that's what we're getting from Jordan Poole. And anytime Jordan Poole's name gets brought up, It takes us back to the incident that happened in practice for the Golden State Warriors last week with Draymond Green. And now, of course, we got the news that Draymond is going to take, I guess, a sabbatical away from the team? He's going to be away from the
1: team for a little bit. Yeah. And what they described is basically he needs to get himself together and deal with his anger. Now, his anger was something that he dealt with in a Netflix special, right, Mm -hmm. that he talked about. And I haven't watched this thing yet. Look. I understand that people may look at this uh, with a a degree of skepticism. Yes. I don't. And the reason is the incident that happened. And it's also a guy that has admitted he needs to do something about that, but still has trouble with it. Like, I buy into this a lot more than I bought into the Ben Simmons stuff. Okay. And again, I would reiterate, I've dealt with mental illness in, in my family uh, I'm very familiar with everything around it. I, you cannot tell what's going on in somebody's head all the time. Sure. But the Ben Simmons timing was a little bit more... Um, Conspicuous? Than this, Kay. yes. Okay. But you
2: did make a point in our pre-show meeting yeah. about mental it illness.
1: Yes, it doesn't mean that you are excused from your behavior in any way. Yeah. Because you are still responsible for your actions. There is no excuse for... Doing the things that Draymond does, and you while you need him to play with an edge, you also still can't have him going off and just wailing on somebody uh, out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah, and you wonder now what happens with the team chemistry because Jordan Poole
2: is obviously the future for the Golden State Warriors, and the contract that he's about to get is going to reflect just how much they believe in him. Canty Carlin,
1: ESPN Radio. There's primetime football, which means there's a primetime parlay.
0: Time to earn some cash.
1: The taste of money, the smell of wealth.
0: It's Carlin's best
2: play of the night.
1: The taste of money. Holding by hands, the
2: money gun. The money gun. We hope Let's to be firing go. this off with a Let's little victory. let little, little, little. Make it rain, baby. Do I? Little do make I, it rain. Do I, do I do no, it? no, don't do it yet. Okay. Don't do it yet. That's premature. Okay. That's premature. We got to win. Uh-huh. We got to uh-huh. win the parlay first. <laughs> we got to win the triple P first. Okay. But we feel great about the triple P. We're not going to say Loccadini because it's a four leg
1: parlay yes. this time,
2: not a three leg parlay. Is that aggressive? Some might think so. We It's very, very aggressive, but the Golden Calf uh, is known to have four legs. You know, so we're going to roll with the four legged animal
1: here. So here's the deal: it's tonight's game. It's obviously the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah. None of these four selections have anything to do with the outcome of the game. Here are our four selections tonight: Derek Carr total of passing a- total passing attempts over. 38 and a half. Now you got the nugget from our very Aaron own Dolan. Aaron Dolan. What did she say? She said that uh Derrick Carr has averaged like 40 passing attempts and that the Chiefs uh I forget the specifics of it but the Chiefs defense is seeing on average like 44 per game.
2: There you go. So that's where we're because going. Because the Chiefs offense scores a lot of points. Right. So the other offenses have to try to keep up.
1: Patrick Mahomes' total passing yards over 285 and a half. Love it. Big number, but worth it. As Matt Matlack said, hammer the over. Let's <laughs> do it.
3: Ride with us.
1: <laughs> number three, Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. You going to throw three touchdowns tonight? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Against that defense? Yep. And then finally, one for the Raiders, Devontae Adams. Well, actually two for the Raiders with the car. One. Devontae Adams' total receptions. Over six and a half. Love it. So four-leg parlay, play. it's paying on Caesars at plus 700. Derek Carr, over passing attempts, 38 and a half. Devontae Adams, over reception, six and a half. Patrick Mahomes, over passing yards, 285 and a half. Patrick Mahomes, over two and a half touchdowns. That is your primetime parlay.
0: Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know.
1: This is three and out. It is brought to you by Fidelity Investments. All right, Alabama falls from number one down to number three after that close win over Texas A&M. Georgia now one. Ohio State now two. JMU, James Madison, mm-hmm. which has been playing FBS football for five games, is ranked twenty fifth. Wow,
2: JMU, how, M-M- how about that? Uh, and uh, then, I, I guess some some team in the state of Virginia's got to play good ball in the FBS.
1: Rough one the other day. <sighs> Me too. Listen,
2: it's been rough all year. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Listen, ugh. two weeks ago we lost thirty eight to seventeen to Duke.
1: Yeah, we lost a tough one to Nebraska the other night. I feel you. Alabama playing Tennessee this coming weekend. Saban has never lost to Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. This Tennessee team, if if the Volunteers
2: are ever going to get Nick Saban, this is the team to do. It. This is the team hooker, to Hooker, that kid can play, man. Yeah. He can play. And he's,
1: they embarrassed accurate. LSU he's the other day.
2: accurate with throwing the football. He is a problem.
1: They embarrassed LSU. Yeah, yeah. be uh, careful. Upset alert on that one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was... Knocked out on the Dolphins' first offensive play when he was hit in the end zone by Sauce Gardner, but video replay uh, shows that uh, while it was claimed by the booth spotter that he saw Bridgewater stumble, there is no video evidence of that. A local TV station in Miami was shooting the entire thing, and there was no any no indication of any ataxia or any no-go symptoms, mm-hmm. but Bridgewater was done for the day. Yeah. Overreaction? Of course it's an overreaction,
2: yeah. Carla, but anytime you have a scene as as ugly as what we saw in week four uh, with Tua Tagovailoa and that coming off of what we saw in week three when everybody felt like he had a concussion right before halftime and he had gross motor instability, the NFL is going to operate with an abundance of caution they are they are all about the optics of situations, and in times that's gotten them in trouble, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of that in terms of affecting the entertainment product because people are not showing up to see the third-string quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Skylar Thompson. I understand why they want to be safe, but this is ultimately about making sure that you're doing what's in the best interest of the players, and if he's healthy enough to return, then you should let him return.
1: Uh, here's McDaniel on it, by the way. Mike McDaniel uh, on the Teddy Bridgewater stuff.
0: Basically what, what happened is uh a spotter some stumble. Uh he uh under the new rules um and changes is ruled out and placed in protocol. Um he uh he doesn't have uh any symptoms and he's passed his evaluation, but he'll be now um
1: uh under the new regulations um in the concussion pro- protocol moving forward. Yeah, Mike doesn't sound very comfortable speaking about any of this.
2: Not he doesn't all.
1: sound very comfortable speaking, period. No, he really doesn't. Yeah. And then lastly, Cam Hayward retweeted somebody earlier that said, and I'm paraphrasing here, Mike Tomlin's a bum. The only guy out there busting his butt is Cam Hayward. And as he were Hayward tweeted just a little while later, disregard my last retweet. That
2: was a butt retweet. Yeah, but he was looking real hard at that tweet to begin with exactly. in order to have it be a butt retweet. Even so if Cam, it was. So Cam, help me out. Make it make sense, dog. Make it make sense. Does it pass the spell
1: test? Not quite. You could like it stinks just like your defense did against the Bills yesterday. Listen. Just say it. Hit that- a retweet button. I don't know that a full butt could hit the retweet button itself. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, and technology